Hey, I'm Peking Duck. Hey, I'm Miso Soup. I'm Mashed Potato. And I'm Strawberry Milk. And together we are, we don't have a name yet. Hashtag with a honey. Today we're recording in the Paddington Reservoir Gardens. It's a beautiful day. Uh, there's a group of really drunk guys in one corner. <laughs> and what? The last time you were in Botanical Gardens. And it's a beautiful day. <laughs> it's always a beautiful day when we record this podcast. It's always also like about to rain. Yeah, it was raining just for a bit before. Um, and there's also a wedding photo shoot going on. But we're in the corner of these, um, the ruins of this old reservoir. And it's a really nice day. No. So I wanted to ask, everyone's encountered a white hair strand or so, or maybe a couple, right? So no, what do you do with this? I haven't. I'm not old. Or what about like on other people, on your mom? What do you do with them? Because How some people believe... How have you not encountered any on myself? No. At all? Really? No. You had one. You told me you had one. I said I had one blonde Whatever, blonde, oh, white. Maybe, maybe I had one before, but I just. I had about it. maybe one or two really light blonde yeah. strands, and like my dad has quite a few. My mom has a few. And what do you guys do with them? Because some people believe in not pulling them out, and some people believe in pulling them out. I just, I just forgot about it. <laughs> yeah, I also just leave I'm it. Just like, oh, it's a light blonde hair. <laughs> But you are the, like, Milk is the sort of person who would really like to pull it out of other people's head. Yeah, yeah Is I it am. satisfying to you? No, it's just because, well, first of all, I would suddenly see it and I'd be like, how come I never saw it before? And it's already so long. And <laughs> I guess... Um, that is true. I, like, when you see it, it's always the entire hair and it's a yeah. very long hair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I wonder why. And then I always pull it out because I want to see the strand fully. You're like, I'm going to examine this white hair. <laughs> yeah, because... I don't know why I would have this white strand. I'm not old, but I think it looks like a really light blonde strand, and I wanted to see how blonde it was. <laughs> I think I have had. I think you have pulled it out of me once, and it just came back. Really, so it regrew. I'm pretty sure because I'm pretty sure I still have one somewhere. Is it just one? Um, I think so. But I also know I have noticed like there are some people who have their hair just comes back from being white not like completely white but like like when you see some white strands i'm pretty sure they haven't dyed it but it just stops being white after a period of time my mom has a uh, white hair on her neck which is super weird what do you mean on her neck, neck. yeah so it's like body hair what but how like, long how is long this is body it? hair it's that you can very, see very long that's why we notice it and then she believes it is from my grandma because on the not exactly the same spot but around my grandma's neck she also has like a very long white one is this just one strand of long white hair yes this is the one and uh how long are we speaking um i would say so she she wouldn't pull it so she keeps it and then it's just like the hand is the normal hair length on your head Wow. But it's very close to her hair, hair, right? So it's not really like it's not like in the middle of her neck or something. It's here. It's at the oh. front. Wow. Yes. That is very weird. I think when I was a kid, we found that I had one as well, but not around my neck. It's like on my chin. That is very strange. So we can say that miso has white miso. <laughs> so apparently, it's a family thing. My grandma yeah. had one as well. 
Do you know pull yours out? No. But Where is it? But I, I don't know. Like, after a period of time, it's gone. Oh. Because it's also very embarrassing. I think there was once I went on a date and then uh, I had soup and then <laughs> that ass fell into the soup. Oh! oh. <laughs> and then the guys would notice he thought it was something like not from my body. Uh-huh. And then he tried to uh, <laughs> clean it for me and then it turned out to be my hair. And then that was like so embarrassing. I see. And it was attached to your chin. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So he tried to pull it. He tried to clean it, but then he noticed my skin was very clean. He did that. I see. <laughs> so, so awkward. Oh, so awkward. Oh my god. <laughs> All right. So what about you, Doc? Um, I have no personal experience with white hairs. Um, I don't know. Well, my dog has white hairs because she is old. But but you wouldn't is, be pulling pulling them out. No. But the thing is, she was already grey with lots of different like sort of black, grey, and white hair already. So when people look at her, they think that she's still a puppy, even though now she's fourteen years or fifteen years old. Mm. And the funny thing is that she's kind of gotten darker over time as well. She's been white. White hair as they age. Yeah, so they're like humans, so they they go grey as well. Oh, okay. So you can always look at a dog and tell how old it is. I never knew that. The fur. Yeah. What she about your parents? Um, I I guess they do also have white hairs, but my mom kind of dyes her hair a lot, mm. and I think my dad must as well because I swear he had more white hair than he has now. I um, my mom also dyes her hair a lot. Um, for a long time, I think since I was in primary school. Oh, but my early. Yeah, but my dad is not, he, I think he's starting to have white hair now. My dad only recently started um, dyeing his hair. I dyed it first time for him. Oh yeah, I remember you showed us that picture. My dad used to be super against dyeing hair because he thought, you know, we naturally have very nice hair, so why? But then my uncle started getting a lot of white hair and he dyed his hair. And then my dad, when he was getting a lot of white hair... He wanted to start dyeing it. I see. Yeah. You know, my dog got 11 teeth taken out yesterday. Why? Why? So, um, long, it's a very long story, but uh, a few years ago, she almost got run over by a car, but she kind of did a somersault under the car. Wow. Came out the other side. Lost a couple of teeth there, or like, kind of broke a couple of teeth there. Um, and then, and then she had to take, she got a couple of teeth taken out after that I can't remember I think it was just because of the accident and then and then um, over the years because she wasn't chewing her food properly because I think she had some tooth pain so she got a lot of plaque build up and and so her teeth were pretty bad for the past couple of years and so we really had to take her to the dog dentist and then we took her to the dog dentist yesterday she was put under anesthetic and she got 11 teeth taken out. Oh, and then, then yeah. how, how many teeth does she have left? Not very many because she had some already taken out and then she had some that kind of fell out and then now she has a few. I She won't let us open her mouth, I think because she's still in a bit of pain there. Mm. Um, so does she need to be on like a special dog diet? She already eats soft food, so we don't really have to change anything. But my mom was like, we should probably brush her teeth as often as possible yeah. just to keep her remaining so, teeth okay. I have a question. Um, so when she somersaulted underneath that car, is yeah. that 
um, is the reason why her teeth were damaged because her mouth hit the floor or? Probably something like that. She oh. came up really well otherwise. She didn't break anything. It was just her teeth? Just her teeth. I think she knocked a couple. So oh. did you guys see it all happen or? Yeah, yeah. So my mom kind of went out running after her and saw her go under the car. Someone saw under the car and come out the other end. Did the car stop? <laughs> um, I think they did. How fast was the car going? It was it was going up that hill. Yeah. So it was going maybe 30, 40 kilometers per hour. Mm, yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Poor so she was really Susie. Mm. Mm. Poor Susie. And then because she was really drowsy after coming off the anesthetic and we went to the de- the dentist. <laughs> we went to the dog dentist. We went to the vet the other day to pick her up yesterday and she was so drowsy and then um, I carried her home and then I got her to just lie on my my lap for a couple of hours and she was asleep and she this morning when when I woke up she was just kind of wandering around the house and like looking at me really sadly but like that's normal <laughs> she doesn't she just does it all the time <laughs> she like wanders around after you and looks at you really sadly and then and then you feel really sad <laughs> you know how dogs kind of resemble their owners a lot yeah. I yeah. was about to say that Duck was also making expressions at the same time. <laughs> yeah, same as her dog. I I can I can do a really good Susie impression. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I just like hunch over there and look sad. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Give me nice food. How does how does your dog milk? How does your dog resemble you or your family? Short temper. <laughs> That's so true. Short temper. I think so. He's such a grumpy dog. Um, other than that, he only sucks up to you when he wants something. <laughs> so, like, when he wants food, he'll, like, come up to you and then put his head on your lap and then, like, look at you with puppy dog eyes. And then he'll just keep looking at you. And then if I stare at him, like, just non-stop stare at him, it looks like he'll get embarrassed and he'll just, like, look to the left, <laughs> look to the right, and then look back at you. <laughs> he is kind of like that. Like, if you don't pat him, like, as a non-family member, if you don't pat him, he'll just keep barking at you until you pat him. He's very needy Give like that. Attention. Are you saying that I'm like that? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe. <laughs> so, on the topic of white hair, when you get to that point... Yeah. Would you dye your hair? I think I would. Um, up until I would say when, um, like if it's maybe patchy areas that's white, then I would dye my hair. But if my whole head was starting to go white, then I just won't. My grandma has her whole head just white. Yeah. But um, my grandpa is patchy. And then the thing is my dad gets patchy white hair and my mom has no white hair. So either I will turn out having no white hair eventually. <laughs> Your mom is still very young. But the, her mom, who's like 70-something. Has no white hair? Like barely any. Wow. Yeah. Cool. So either I'm going to have no white hair or like very few strands. Or I'm going to get patchy patchy white black hair yeah. or I'm going to get like full white hair which I don't think I will but yeah oh, like okay. half your head is like black <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like the what, what Cruella Devil. Devil 
Yeah, there's a girl in my class who dyed uh, her hair in that style. Wow. So half black, half white. Did she dye one eyebrow black and white too? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, she didn't. Would you dye your hair when it goes white? Um, I think if it goes full white, then no. If it goes patchy, then I would probably dye my hair in like different colors because I've always wanted to do so. Like rainbow? Yeah, because like now I feel I've talked to people who uh, dye their hair in light color, so you have to bleach it. Yeah. And uh, it's really painful to uh, fix the roots after a while because your hair would grow and I have very dark hair. So it's hard to maintain it. So that's why I, it, it kind of stopped me dyeing my hair. But when you get old, I feel getting to a point that you can just uh, don't care anything anymore. So you could just do whatever you want. I kind of thought about dyeing my hair like a light brown. Mm-hmm. Your hair currently is light brown, isn't it? Yeah, but yeah. it could be lighter brown. I always thought about it. Yeah. My hair is naturally lighter than, lighter than like normal, normal Asian, Asian hair. hair. Yeah, it's a, it's more brown. But the thing is, wh- when I went through my hair dyeing phase, I wanted it even lighter. But then when I dyed it lighter, then I felt it looked a bit weird. And then I started going back to my normal brown. I actually, I feel like I really want to try getting light pink hair. That's what Miso wants. That's what I want too. Light pink or a light lavender, but then um, because it takes my hair so long to even grow back. Yeah, you'd, you'd be stuck with it for a long time, yeah. or you'd have to dye and it back. If I were to have like wedding photos, for example, I don't want to have half lavender, half pink, half like dark just, brown you hair. Just dye it all black. But it's not the same. <laughs> I see. I don't understand. What do you mean it's not the same? Because um, you want it to be a natural color. Yeah. Just remember this color, and then go get it dyed this color again. Well, the thing is, for my graduation photo in uni, I got it dyed back to like dark brown, but it, it just it looked different. It looked really dark. Uh huh. Then choose the right, the right sh- shade. Right shade. You were gonna say right shade. Yeah, the right shade. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways. Does it have to be your natural hair colour in all photos? I prefer it that way because um, I, for my hair, which is like really thin, I find that if I dye it, it gets really rough easily. Uh-huh. And then um, it gets really dry. Oh. That's okay. Just buy a wig. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to talk about Love, Death and Robots. Have you watched it? Nope. But you told me about it. Yeah. You've also, I, I see you watch it a lot, and yeah, you're watching it on it. my Netflix account on the TV <laughs> yeah. at home. Yes. What is it about? So, there are 18 different animated stories. They are all short, so one episode lasts for like 10 to 20 minutes. So, you can easily finish it within one day. That's what I did, basically. You finished the entire series? Yes. Oh, okay. There are only 18 episodes. You told me that um, the animators who did uh, Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah, so apparently one um, one designer who um, made this episode called The Witness is actually... Um, so the story was set in Hong Kong. Okay. 
Yeah, so that story was made by the uh, designer who initially in the team of Spider-Verse. Oh, okay. But then um, they got rid of him. And then they got rid of him in Spider-Verse? Uh, yes, when while they were making it. Ah. But then in the end, when the movie came out, he realized the whole style was his style. Oh. Did you see Spider-Verse? No. Nope. Oh. It was very good. Did you see it, Duck? No. You also didn't see it? No. Oh, I saw it with Miso. Yeah. The animation was very good. Yes, and I really liked the glitch. Oh, the glitch effect? Yeah. I really like that. And in the witness, they, they have, have that? that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Have you all seen Captain Marvel? Yes, I have. Yes. Did I you? S- oh. Okay, see, I. Is it good? I almost finished my Marvel marathon, so I need someone to go see Captain Marvel. <laughs> you don't miss it with Miso. <laughs> Yeah, Marvel was good too, but I think I was more impressed with Spider Verse. Yes, I. Not because of the story. The story was like, I mean, the story was pretty cool, but it was really the animation. Like the the quality of those animations was like unbelievably high. Yeah, and the music too. Is it out on um Netflix or anything? Um, I'm not sure. Possibly not yet. Maybe. I think they're still showing it again in some cinemas. Because that it just won it's an award, I think it just won an Oscar. Yes. Wow. So they um really good. they are showing some of those Oscar winners again at event. Yeah. So what is this love, death, and robots about? So there are eighteen stories. Uh, some are science fiction, and some are horror, some are comedies. So they are all um independent stories, and um. So initially, I think uh, David Finch's idea is to bring Wait, all different... Wait, who's David Finch? He's the director. director. David Finch. Ah. So he, his idea was to bring all the... Um, you know, uh, in those studios, a lot of uh, designers could make really good animations, but when the project takes too long, they get exhausted. However, if you offer them to make short animations, they could make it really good. Oh, okay. So that's his idea to bring all different stories from different culture background and to make this whole um, series. So it's really interesting because um, there are 2D, 3D, some... Anima- so the animation style is different for each episode? Yeah, they are all different. Are they all drawn by different people? Yes, they are directed by different people based on different stories. Is there like a theme to the stories? Like, is it like love stories, death and robots? Death and robots. <laughs> oh, okay. but is there maybe like a lesson per story or something? Or mm. I mean, if you're talking to someone who is into the arts, they there is a lesson anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I guess so. And um, one more thing that I really like about the whole series is that. Uh, you get to see different cultures oh, yeah. as well, yeah. Because mm. there are two that's Chinese related, so one is based on based in Hong Kong, mm-hmm. and the other is um how China uh trans transferred from the old uh, mm. closer country to this modern um modern country, mm. and during that time, uh, what has changed. Uh, things like that. So it's a mix of 
of different culture and uh, uh, different background. Yeah, so do you recommend it? Yeah, I think you definitely need to watch that. It's really, really good. Um, however, there's one thing that I don't really like about the whole TV is, um, I guess, because two directors are both males, Somehow mm. they try to in some episodes they try to uh, empower women, but, but it's not, not really. It's still from male gaze. Yeah. yeah. So, for example, there are some news are so unnecessary, and then there like really gratuitous like sex scenes. I think that was what a lot of the critics were saying in the reviews I read. Maybe I'll go check it out. Yeah, but you should definitely see Spider-Verse. <laughs> <laughs> Spider-Verse is really good, yeah. I need yeah. to find it online. Maybe Apple TV? Possibly. Oh, also in The Witness, um, that girl was initially created for Spider-Verse, but for some reason, I feel she looks a little bit like Joey. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Are the animators from Hong Kong? Uh, I think part of the team are from Oh, cool. Well, she is very big in Hong Kong. <laughs> yeah. So, of course. Um, we're talking about my favourite singer here, <laughs> Joey Yong. Very sad I don't get to see her this year. Do you want to explain a bit more about your obsession with Joey? Um, there's not really anything to explain. I just... Her obsession was to the point where she would buy... A lot of her new albums and DVD live concerts, but the thing is, she would hide it from her family. Yeah. So she would always use me as her mailbox. Yeah. She would buy everything and then she'd deliver it to my house, and then I would um, personally hand it over to her. Milk was a very good courier. <laughs> <laughs> I did these for free. Also, um, when I received these parcels, um, she wouldn't she didn't want to wait for me to give it to her before she opened it yeah so, so she, would, she would open them for me how I did made, you feel opening new cds for me it was doing it was like doing youtube box openings <laughs> <laughs> yeah those were the days i mean i get my mail sent to me now i dragged milk to the concert she had here in sydney last year it's um, actually quite good though yeah well of course, of course it's good. Well, no, because <laughs> it was such a small venue. Well, they only had the audience was very small seats. too. Yeah. So. And I thought, you know, considering her age or um, her co-star's <laughs> age, that they wouldn't do much dancing, but they did so much dancing. Oh, yeah. But that's one thing she sells. So I think I have been following her for like since 2012. So like seven years now. My longest obsession so far. Dedicated fan. Very dedicated. <laughs> Have you joined the fan club? Um, I was just looking at it today, actually, about joining their international fan club. Are there requirements? There's no requirement, but the thing is, the membership ends every year on at the 31st of May, no matter what time you join it in the year. You have to pay? Yeah. It's oh, like wow. a, you get like a t-shirt and you get like, you get to pre-order stuff and like get access to concert tickets and things oh wow. i mean you still have to pay for the concert tickets but like you have like priority access and things That's like that amazing um but would I you think wear her t-shirt they they like if you get tickets through the fan club and things i think you have to go and sit with them and wear the t-shirt can you buy more than one ticket 
Um, I think so, yeah. Like if you want to bring a friend? Um, I think so. So your friend can also sit with them? I think so. I don't know. I'm not sure about the... Because the, uh, I haven't actually gotten in yet. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't actually joined. Milk's already gone though. You can take me now. <laughs> so my next topic is uh, wearable tech. So actually, I was going to talk about this in the last episode whilst we were talking about shoes and clothes and things. Um, one of the things, it's not really tech in the, where, the sense of wearable tech. I was going to talk about, uh, you know, the shoes in Back to the Future. Have you guys seen Back to the Future? Yes. But a yes. Ago. No. So there was like in the 80s, I think it was, a very popular science fiction kind of movie series. It's like a trilogy um, where the character kind of goes back in time. So the first one is like it goes back in time and he's trying to get back to the present. And then the next, the second one, he goes into the future. Um, and like this very kind of, I guess in some sense, iconic pair of shoes in that second movie, um, was, I think in the movie it was branded Nike. They were Nike shoes. Um, you would, he would step into them and they would auto- automatically like, adjust to his size or whatever. And they made those in real life, didn't they? Yeah. So I think it was either last year or, um, the beginning of this year, they're releasing them and like, I don't know how much they're selling for. But so Nike shoes that can so, adjust to your size. So like you step into them and the laces will automatically tighten. So they're not like lace-up laces. They're like bands and they're like tighten. Yeah. I swear I swear they did this years ago because I reckon I Hamish a, and Andy were talking about this. And I remember. They made a prototype a while ago. Oh, yeah. That but um, I think they only came out on sale like recently. Uh, but that was pretty cool. But it basically just tightens your shoelace for you. That's it, right? Essentially, yes. Yeah, because Mash is that lazy. <laughs> <laughs> and what about untying? What if, when you want um, to take it out? I don't know. I haven't actually looked at the... I mean, in the movie, I don't see them untying. Um, but there must be a way. Because it must still be mechanical. It's linked to your watch. <laughs> Probably. Everything's linked to your watch these days. Um, I don't think any of us here have a smartwatch. No. No. Would you get one? I don't think I would. I really like my normal, um, like the analog clock. The analog watch? Yeah. Solar powered or mechanical powered. I, I like the watch faces. So I uh-huh. I feel like when I um, am wearing a smartwatch. What if we get to the point where the smartwatch can look like that? Well, isn't it, the, was it the Huawei or the Samsung yeah. watches? The smartwatches. They have the um, analog clock face, but... It just look, it just doesn't look as sleek to me. I see. Would you get one? I guess there's I was, no real point. I was considering it because I have been looking at the website, um, the Apple website. Mm-hmm. But I think ultimately I I would just want a, like a normal analog watch or maybe something that's just not like a like something that you have to charge. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I did buy my dad an Apple Watch actually. Is he using it a lot? Like every now, and then, I think he does, but the thing is, because we are not one of those, um, not with one of those banks that can do Apple Pay. Oh. So yeah, you're still not. Yeah, so that's why. Well, actually, I would buy it just for the Apple Pay. Alone. Just for the Apple that Pay. Is so convenient. That you is can do it with your phone too. Yeah. But yeah, but it's different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, the thing is also, how often would you actually? Um, I think it would be really great for those people who are in business a lot. Maybe they're in meetings and they can't look at their phones. Yeah, yeah. with a quick you look rely on, that. on the watch, then you can see it, right? Yeah. It's also rude to look at your your watch, though. But it's a glance. Yeah. And also, um, 
you can actually make voice calls and stuff on it and yeah. GPS directions, things like that. But I don't think I would really use any of those functions. Mm. Would I you see. get one? Me, sorry. Not really. I don't really rely on tech that much. I barely use my phone, so what's yeah. the point, right? Yeah. Speaking of phones, I, I got a solar-powered phone bank charger um, case for my it's phone. It's really cool. It's really yeah. cool. So I'm just setting it out here on my keep cup in the sun, hoping that it will charge a lot. And Milk is now examining it. Yep, it is charging. Obviously disrupting its charging process. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Can I see it charging? Oh, that's really cool. Because yeah. the, the, there's also a power bank on the back, but the phone is getting quite warm. <laughs> all right. It's all black. We are kind of really obsessed with solar panels right now. Yeah. I want to put one on everything so I can My just charge everything. <laughs> <laughs> My first solar powered um, tech, wearable yeah. tech, was when I was in primary school and it was one of those um, like baseball caps and there was a solar panel at the top. Yeah. And there was a little fan at the front of the cap. <laughs> and um, whenever I was under the sun, the fan would start blowing. Yeah. Was it useful? Did you like it? It was just fun. Um, but the fan was it... wasn't super strong. Yeah, of course. Um, I don't think I would get a smartwatch. I just don't need it. The screen is not big enough for me to do anything <laughs> that I need to do. <laughs> no, you would just get the best phone out there. Yeah. What do you think of the new um foldable phones? Um, I I don't know if I would use one. To be oh, honest, phones. have you not seen Huawei's come out with one oh, and right, Samsung? Right. Samsung too. So like the screen folds. Yeah, so like the screen folds. I don't know, but um, we haven't seen the actual prototype. For right? the Huawei, so the screen will fold so that you have a screen on both sides. Uh-huh. Um, and then for the Samsung, I think you fold the screens in, and then there's a screen on the outside that activates oh. or something. If you fold like that fold, like, is the glass going to be um, flexible? So the glass, I don't know what whether it's glass or plastic, um, but the screen itself is folding, so the screen is flexible. Um, I don't know about the glass. Do you think Apple will make one? You'd feel like if you keep folding that, that will just eventually weaken and break, right? Well, of course. Yeah. If it's mechanical, it's going to wear eventually. Yeah. Um, I don't think. I, I'm not going to say because Apple has not really stuck to its own kind of <laughs> promises. I, but I don't think they would because why? They're, I mean, I know Huawei is kind of selling it like you can have a phone and a tablet. Um, but if you look at Huawei phones, their kind of more top-end phones are quite big to begin with. Um, I just don't think Apple is going that route. They would, I think they would keep it iPad iPhone. You know what I'm waiting for? I'm waiting for holographic phones. <laughs> like on your watch, you could just lie mm-hmm. down and ring your friend and then just talk on the phone. Like She's waiting for friends. the Star Wars era. Yeah, to I'm begin. waiting for the Star Wars era. <laughs> Next, you're going to have a lightsaber. Oh, I would love that. No, I want. I want to, you know, be one with the Force and just like <laughs> things in the air, really heavy. So when you <laughs> dial someone and you want to video call, a holographic image of you would pop up. Yes, exactly. That means you can't call people when you shower. Why would you be calling someone when you're yeah, showering? Do you anyway? ever call anyone when you shower? <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Milk and I have done this. <laughs> yeah, we have. I mean, like, I've, yeah, I talk to you on the phone in the shower too. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> We're both showering and talking to each other. I talked to you guys when I was pooping. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but what about, like, 
things like the Google Glass. The Google Glass never really came into a... No, that was a thing for about five seconds and then it went away. Yeah. But, like, if your phone really became part of you, would you... How would you feel? Like, if you could, like, have a contact lens or something that had all that, you could see it. Like, the thing, the most pressing issue would be security. You wouldn't want to be hacked or anything. That's a whole Black Mirror story. Yeah, security. I mean... Mm. Yeah, security is one thing. Yeah, but that is something that we always have to deal with. Yeah, but other than that, yeah, I'm all for it. You would use it? Yeah, I think like if it's in a form of contact lens, I, that I would be okay with because you know you can take it out, uh huh, and you can have the option of putting it in. Whereas there was this um Black Mirror episode where it was embedded Bad. in your eye. Yeah, that I don't know because it sounds scary. Like my whole issue with technology is that I wouldn't want to get so dependent on it that I can't live without it. Yeah. I wouldn't want to be totally irreplaceable. I couldn't she live. says as she keeps adjusting her <laughs> solar like, power. I needed to be in full sun and these people keep walking past. <laughs> <laughs> so like with the solar panels, I can charge this phone wherever I am. I don't need a plug or an outlet or anything. Where did you buy it? So in a zombie apocalypse, I could use my phone. <laughs> where The question was, where did you buy it? Oh, where did you buy it? Um, I bought it off eBay. I just basically went on a um, an eBay kind of rampage, and I just googled all the things I wanted to exist and just to see if they existed. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. So I just went on a Google Google rampage and searched all the things I wanted to exist to see if they existed, and then if they were cheap enough, I bought it. <laughs> <laughs> were there some things which you searched which um didn't didn't exist? Um. So yeah, I wanted to. Wanted to see if there was a solar-powered hat that would charge your phone. But you said it existed, right? It, okay, yeah, it, it existed, but it was basically like a solar panel that was attached very tenuously to like just a normal cap. And I was like, this is not worth the money. <laughs> I'm not sending, I'm not buying this and getting this sent over from China. Because yeah. I could just DIY this at home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think there are very few things these days that don't exist. What can you think of that doesn't exist, Bill? Um, <laughs> very difficult question. It is. How how do we think of something that doesn't exist? <laughs> something with that's reasonable but doesn't exist, right? If it's reasonable, I think it exists. Well, I don't know. Like In this day and age, solar powered toothbrush, <laughs> electronic <laughs> toothbrush. Is there such a thing? There must be. But the thing is, like, you have to put it in the sun. <laughs> but then you I guess that will help kill with the bacteria. The bacteria. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> At the same time. Yeah. Um, Solar powered nose trimmer? <laughs> a, a nose trimmer? <laughs> I didn't even know a nose trimmer was a How thing. How about um, a, uh, like, shoes with a USB, like, Oh my gosh, that is very, yeah, that is really useful. But then you have to, like, plug it into your shoe. (laughs) How how waterproof your shoe have to be. That's true. Why why your shoe, of all things? Well, where else then? Your underwear? No, you you could put it, you could have a solar-powered jacket and then put your phone inside a pocket on the inside. But if it's summer. Oh, that's true. (laughs) See, you will always wear shoes though, right? That's true, that's true. Okay, a hat. See, this is why I googled the hat thing. A battery in your shoe. Yeah. I know why, don't, why don't you wait until they make batteries that are small enough to be like your watch? 
I know there are um petroelectrical shoes. What's a petro? What? Uh oh no, sorry, Pietro electric. Oh, oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so for those uh hikers, they would uh, go, you know, they easily get lost. Yeah. So they need power, and then they would embed this um, the pizza electric. Yeah, the pizza electric uh soles in their shoes, and then they could charge the like phones. Or all I'm kind hearing is, like, um, is pizza electric. Yeah, it's pizza. It's a P I E Z O electric. So it's um from kind of pressure. like the pressure of you stepping. Oh right. Yeah. How much is that? I didn't look into it. You could uh, have a look. Someone if... quickly Google it. Because yeah, <laughs> I want to buy that. I was looking for for that kind of thing, like kinetic. Um, Duck is ready for the apocalypse. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready for the apocalypse. I've got all the gear, all the tech. I'll drive to yours first. <laughs> should, I'll pick you, up. pick you up. You can make your own piezo electric battery charging shoe. Ooh. Um, I can't see an actual. I just see like studies, and I see DIY. I don't see an actual like thing. Are you sure it was actually for sale? Must be. I know there there were a uh, big sonar panels which also um so they put a piece of glass on top of the solar panels and then they put them at the road in France. So yeah, I think I've seen that. So it's two different ways to generate power. Hmm. Yeah, I can't see one to actually. You can buy like the actual. Um, pizza electric elements and then put them into your shoe but yeah I'll look into that yeah you have to DIY what about like um, uh, imagine we had power banks as small as a USB stick but just as powerful I googled that but, <laughs> but you can wear them as earrings ooh yeah I have these I have these like mini um, cables here What's yeah. that? Mini cables. They're for like charging cables. Like micro oh, USB cables wow, that's and lightning really cables cool. on my keyrings. So I could turn these into earrings. <laughs> <laughs> just wear them. Yeah, just wear them as earrings. I'm pretty sure in like 10 years' time, power banks are going to become very small. Yeah, maybe. Maybe because like we do renewable energy. Apparently, uh, energy storage is a is like the biggest problem. Yes, of course. Yeah. How we I mean, if you look at how technology evolves these days, then uh it's it's always been a big issue to make the storage um work and then to make the battery smaller and smaller, especially for phones and the smart what do you, watches. What do you mean is a big issue with with energy storage? It's very hard to store. So like it's easy to store things like petroleum and like gas because you can just contain it in a space but electricity is very hard to store right um because like even batteries and things the efficiency of charging and then discharging uh there's an efficiency loss there and then over time if you have charged or stored in a chemical form you're slowly losing that charge as well Mm -hmm. so storing electricity is quite hard it's quite expensive batteries are not super like they're getting cheaper but not super cheap yet um and then just electricity is difficult. Uh, transmitting electricity, you have the losses with wiring and everything. So electricity is the problem, really. Right, right. So with renewable energy, I think they uh, easily abandon the electricity from renewable 
energy uh, renewable resources rather than store them. Yeah, like if they're making cheaper. too much, then it's just you just let it go. Right. Um, which is why I'm not working in those renewables. I'm working <laughs> on storable bioenergy. Thanks, everyone. That's it for our podcast today. Also, join our Instagram, our new account. It's called What a Honey Podcast. That's W D H A N Y Podcast. Bye. 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 See you.